What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me tonight is the main man, Chief. What's up, man? What's going on? Cooling. Little brother, Jason. Yeah, no doubt. How are you? I'm good. What up, audience? Thanks for coming out again. You really don't have to thank them. They're they're just listening. They're not going to be able to respond back to you. Uh, yesterday, there was some big news on the CW front. Ruby Rose, who you've probably seen in John Wick Chapter 2, she was also in, what else, Resident Evil, the final chapter, and Orange is the New Black, if that's your flavor. She has been cast as Batwoman in the CW Arrowverse. She'll be making her debut in the three-part crossover this fall uh, with Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. We don't really know a lot about what the the basis and the theme of this one. All we know is the Legends of Tomorrow crew will not be there. So it's probably going to be a tad more grounded than the normal thing with them. And Batwoman is probably going to be featured very prominently. They've already announced that they're developing a series that's set for next year. So guys, what do you think about Ruby Rose's Batwoman? And do you are you looking forward to her being in this role or are you looking forward to a Batwoman series? Chase, let's start off with you. Oh, well, I, I would like to say I don't know who her agent is, but that person deserves their money. They Somehow, they, they, this person, this agent, has gotten her on the star radar, and everybody is, is trying to get into the Ruby Rose business. So she's doing pretty well. I don't, I mean, she has kind of a look like Cassandra, because I think Cassandra has like the short hair when she's not in the Batwoman garb. So Cassandra is Batgirl. Uh, this is Kate Kane. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, so the one who was in, who's currently in Detective Comics, that is who is Batwoman. Yes, but so is Cassandra, who is Orphan. Okay, okay. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know too much about Orphan, but I remember uh, the one who has the general father. Yep. So she looks she looks like her. Um, they don't even need to dye her hair. Just yeah. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm not excited or uh, like kind of bummed out who they cast for. It's like, hey, just just do something good. I mean, make this show. I mean, make the crossover worth watching, and maybe that'll interest me in watching Batwoman. I know I'm going to watch it anyway, but I mean, I, I'd like to get past more than four episodes before I say, yeah, I'm good. So I, I, I really want to see what they do with this crossover and how they kind of rehabilitate all of these CW shows because having to hear them do their usual opening is, is kind of annoying. So I, I'm hoping they do something really radical and different with kind of some of, I'd, I'd say my first bet for that would be Flash and Arrow just kind of how we're going to get to Oliver is the green arrow and not in jail. So that that's more of what I'm concerned about with the CW stars versus seeing Batwoman. So we'll see what happens. Chief, what do you think about Ruby Rose's Batwoman? Oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not an Arrowverse guy. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, I don't really know nothing about Batwoman to the point. Um, I'm a, I'm no Batgirl. There's always been a Batgirl. Um, 
that woman, hey, I can't be that sure of. Now, Ruby Rose, uh, I've been seeing her. She's been coming up a lot and everything lately. Um, I guess maybe you had to get somebody whose star is rising while you can still afford them, in a way. Um, I can see... Is this is this is this going to be a standalone? Uh, you that know? woman's series? Or, yeah, or is this going to be actually integrated into the Arrowverse as far as it's going to be on Arrow? No, she's going to be part of the Arrowverse universe. She's going to be operating in Gotham City, and Batman will not be appearing in her series. But that's not to say that other Arrowverse characters like Felicity, maybe Sarah Lance, uh, or Alex could not show up on her show. Okay, so she's a part of their world. The possibility they can do cameos, right? Um, you know, a bad a bad woman. It might not be bad. Um, listen, what, at this point, what could get worse than Supergirl, right? <laughs> um, let's 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 be honest. And I know everybody out there listening is like, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, what, how how much worse than Supergirl could it get? Um, so. I mean, you know, a good a good group of writers set the character up right. It could be, you know, I could switch over and start watching something from the Arrowverse. Um, you never know. Um, so, you know, I I'm never one to uh, never, you know, not give a uh, a good superhero show a chance. So I watch it until it becomes, you know, unwatchable. So. Yeah, I'm look. I'm look forward to it. You know, let let you know, bring it on. I watch. Good deal. Okay. Now, one question has been brought up is that uh, people think that Ruby Rose can't act. Uh, do you think that matters with a CW show or what? I didn't see her in Orange Is the New Black, so I can't vouch for her acting ability. She did fine to me in Resident Evil Final Chapter because I mean, you know, people are just there to get killed off anyway. So Alice, Alice can look cool. Um. But yeah, what do you think? I mean, she didn't have to say anything in John Wick Chapter 2. So, uh, will her acting or lack of acting talent show up or be a problem in an Arrowverse show? Well, some people say that the characters for Black Lightning aren't the best actors or actresses. I, I I don't really see kind of it all the time. So maybe I'm kind of used to the CW style of acting. So maybe it won't matter as much. Maybe maybe she'll, if she's bad but passable, maybe they'll put her with somebody like whoever's going to, I guess, play her father. They'll put somebody who actually can help her out a little bit. So, I, but I, I don't remember her being horrible as a uh, deaf person in John Wick 2. And, but, I mean, she was, I, I mean, she was phenomenal in Xander Cage 2. That was actually the third one. Well, Xander Cage, though, see, that the other one was Triple X, too. So that was Xander Cage, the return of Xander Cage. Great that movie, movie sucked. And I, I'm sorry, anybody didn't know that was completely sarcasm. I think everybody in that movie beside Donnie U sucked. I mean, it was just horrible. So, I mean, they, they some of them can't even say they tried. They just, it was horrible. Just, ugh. it's like, if it's on cable, find something else to do. Don't do it. Just don't do it to yourself. Run the other way. Uh, but in, in all truth, in all truth and honesty, are these shows, are these DC shows, really about fine actors? 
I mean, if you think about it, uh, well, not these DC shows, but these comic book shows, um, they're not about great acting. You know, and that's not why you turn on the shows. If I want to see great acting, I'll watch something with uh, Sir Patrick Stewart in it or something. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like, I think these shows are more about just people who have a love of the character or the love of of, of good, you know, good, or, well, I can't say good anymore, but a superhero show. Um, just as long as you can get by, it's passable. I think that um, it will continue. I think it will continue. You know what I mean? Um, hell, I, you, how many of you guys watch old Star Trek and watch Mr. William Shatner? Shatner had his own style. <laughs> I mean, that was just great. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that dude was horrible. But it, it, you know, <laughs> but you didn't watch Star Trek for you watched Star Trek for for what it was, not you know. And that's, you know, a lot of movies that you watch or you might see that has, you know, a bad actor in it, but it might be part of a, a franchise or whatever it is that you, you know, you like. And bad acting can be, I mean, I mean, we all saw Star Wars. And, and listen, I remember them complaining about uh, uh, Christian Hayden. Hayden Christian. Acting. Yeah, here we go. There we go. I knew you knew. Anyways, they complained about his, his acting the whole the whole series, you know, um, they were hating on but did, they were, well, they, you know, but what I'm saying is, did it stop anybody from watching? Not me. No, it, it, no. And that's what I'm saying because the franchise was greater than the acting. So, oh, um, and I, I think that, that helped me. Like, but occasionally you need a, a good enough actor to carry an emotional scene. Like last season in Arrow, when you had Stephen Amell and David Ramsey, like when they're about to go to blows, you needed them to be good actors to buy into that scene. They were say, I I, I really can't say, I, I don't really hate any of them, but like if it was somebody like Wynn in somebody or in Supergirl, you just didn't feel any, I'm sorry, Wynn and mon like say they got into it, they'd be like, what? I don't care. Like, just, just both of you die if you can. But like David Ramsey and Stephen Amell were good enough actors. You're like, oh damn, I really feel these guys. That you know, there's actually some, you know, they, their brothers about to come to blows because of life. But if but it was somebody Mon El from, from Super Bowl, right? Yeah, right. But but compare Mon El to Brainiac. So yeah, yeah, same, I mean, yeah. There's, there's, like, there's yeah, same thing. There's levels to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, you know, either one, like, can you guys both go to the sun and die? Like, really, I'm I'm perfectly yeah. okay with that. But if you had to watch a play and you had to pick one of those two has your your go to, <laughs> it wouldn't be Brainiac. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're excited about Ruby Rose. Thinking she'll do we're, all right. We're meh. Okay. All right. So in in their efforts to continue to frustrate and confuse audiences, Warner Brothers is apparently moving forward on a Supergirl movie. And just like the Flash film, which we have still not seen a trailer or any news about lately, 
this is going to run counter to the Supergirl TV series. And there's already, I mean, Melissa Benost already has a really strong following. The Supergirl, uh, definitely one of the best parts of the series uh, is her performance. And I don't know if they really need to go down that rabbit hole again of confusing people where it's just like, hey, why don't you just take the Supergirl who's on the TV series and put her into live action? So what do you guys think about that? Do they need a Supergirl movie? I feel like they've got enough characters that they don't have to double dip into their TV world. Now, this is this is a super, is this a Supergirl movie from Supergirl? No, there's going to be a live action theater theater first theater only uh, feature film. So, so none of the people who play in Supergirl will be there. Right, none of them. Totally but separate. Could it have? Could it have some of you know Gal Gadot and all them? Um, Will it be part of that world? Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, then I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. Listen. I'm with it. Um. It. It, it would be good after Superman two. Maybe she comes in at the end of that movie and on an introductory role or something at the end of Superman two. You know, or somewhere in Superman two. Um. And I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, listen. I would like for DC to expand their their universe here. I mean, if you think about it, if you go to Marvel and you think about the characters in Marvel, it's a lot of them people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Marvel characters. I mean, and they're, and they're more joining every day. And then you got, you got, you got Ant-Man, Wasp, Thor, uh, well, the rest of the Avengers. You've got the Guardians. You've got people who aren't even part of that. Captain America, Super Soldier. It's a gaggle of them, a gaggle of geese. It's just, it's just a whole bunch of them, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Right. So when you get to D.C., who is it? It's Wonder Woman, Batman, Flash, uh, the Teen Titan dude, and Superman. And now Aquaman. Six of them? Cyborg. Yeah. I, I, he's not important enough to even state. <laughs> um, right. It's six of them. But you I got Shazam coming. Yeah, that's not part of it. That can't be part of the DC universe that he we is. know of. He is. He's part of it. I, so you're They've talking about he's going to actually do them? Yep. He huh? could. He could have another. They just had to shoot down a rumor that Superman was going to pop up in the end of Shazam. But yeah, he's definitely in the same universe. Well, uh, okay, all right. So seven then. Uh, it's all right. Uh, so you got seven characters, all right? Mm-hmm. And seven doesn't even begin to 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 debt Marvel's team. Because every time we turn around, um, they're adding. Like if you look at Marvel's uh, lineup for next year, they're adding more and more people and characters. Um, so seven, like I said, seven doesn't even dent Marvel's what Marvel's got going on. So DC needs more characters. So Supergirl, I mean, it needs more characters. Um, they're just not cutting it. They're, you know, seven, is, and they need to be flooded. Like yo. 
Marvel's lineup in the next year is going to be hella vicious. Yep. Where is DC's lineup? Why isn't DC putting out several movies a year, different they've characters? Got, they've got two. They've got Go ahead. Wonder Woman 1984 and Shazam lined up for All right, so what, what came out DC this year? Aquaman in December. And what else came out? That's it. So one DC movie came out this year. Yep. <laughs> so wait, Justice League was last year, right? Yep. Justice League and Wonder Woman. So Justice League Wonder Woman came out last year. DC has one stinking movie this year. I've gone to three, what, three, three or four Marvel movies this year? You've gone to what, three. What are the Marvel movies that can... Black so Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. So three Marvel movies have come out already this year. Nothing from DC has landed. And then, is there anything else from Marvel coming out? Um, I don't think they they had the two X-Men films, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, planned. Uh, Deadpool actually came out too. Deadpool 2. So you've probably seen yeah, the two. Uh, yeah. So we've had four movies from Marvel already this year. We're in August. You've seen mm-hmm. four. We've seen four Marvel movies. We haven't seen anything from DC. Now DC can get a rotation where it puts out four four movies a year, five movies a year. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. You've got a couple coming up in the beginning. Has has we break into the new year? You might have something in January, something in March. Then you've got your summer run, your summer movies, couple of summer movies. And then as we wind down into the to the end of the year, you got a movie coming out. But this one movie a year, this ain't gonna cut it. And then DC wonders why people are like, ah, you guys aren't putting out any product. Can You're not we? putting out any product. So I mean, if we if you build, you know, if if you can't, if you have a anything that's great, you just imagine if there was one Apple phone. How would Apple do if they sold one phone a year? It just, it just, it just wouldn't. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. every time I text one of you guys, or any time we text between us, we all have Apple phones. I don't. Nobody comes up green in in my phone <laughs> when, when we're doing our texting. So we're all Apple. And so by by me by by that statement, you have to put out product for people to buy or or, or want to see or want to get. There's nothing. So we're we're. DC is banking, and Aquaman goes and kicks ass, which it may or may not do. But one one movie a year, that's just ridiculous. That they have to know that's ridiculous. Someone has to be sitting in the office like, yo, this is ridiculous. So they they need a Supergirl, they need several other characters. Hell, they may even need a villain movie to come out. Hell, Marvel's doing they, a villain got, movie. They've got Joker coming out. The Joker standalone with Joaquin Phoenix. I forgot that one. It's and that's that, coming out. So they have three. No, they've got three coming out next year. That one, the Joker film this is next year, October. Yeah. Well, after Justice League, they needed. Oh. They wanted to take a, a pause and kind of regather themselves and kind of figure out what they wanted to do with their movie universe. And that's why they've had this long delay from Justice League to Aquaman because 
the audiences didn't respond the way they wanted to. Uh, Justice League didn't do as well as Thor Ragnarok. And they were like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's fix all this stuff. So Aquaman is probably going to be the first of the new take, maybe the DC cinematic universe rebirth, if you will. And then that's going to be where they kind of start turning the tide. So we're going to see Aquaman. Oh, Oh, not intended Aquaman. Uh, we're going to see Aquaman, Wonder Woman, 1984. I don't think we should count this Joker film as part of that. Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey is coming 2020 probably. And they're trying not to release too, many, too much news because they don't want to overshadow what's coming up. So maybe we'll get that uh, Superman movie soon uh, in 2020 maybe. Uh, no news on Justice League sequel. So we'll see what happens. Javon King, what's mm-hmm. up, man? You, you joined us in here. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How's everybody? Good, man. We're talking about uh, the DC films and how uh, Warner Brothers is moving forward on a Supergirl film, despite the fact they've got a Supergirl series on the CW. What's your take on it? Um, I think it's a good idea. They need it. Like, I was listening to what she said. That she nails it every time, man. DC is so behind when it comes to cinematic, right? Mm-hmm. Television, they got it on lock. The CW might as well be the DCW because, I mean, pretty much all the, most of the comics that we care about out of that universe have shows, if not for uh, Batman and uh, 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 what you call it, uh, a Superman reboot, which I've heard that they are, are talking about over there, CW. They were talking about that last week on um, somebody, uh, I want to say it was one of the Nerdist uh, podcasts, one of the many ones. No, it was, uh, what do you call it? The guys that do uh, uh, Honest Trailers, they were talking about they're potentially redoing Smallville. Um, so there, they, they have all of their uh, assets to me on television. They need to start putting these things to film. They should do a standalone Flash because I watched Justice League over the weekend again just to... You know how some things can sometimes be better on a rewatch? Yeah. That's how I felt with Justice League um, and Ragnarok. Ragnarok has made its way into my top five Marvel. I, I really <laughs> Ragnarok is funny as hell, man. Maybe I was, in, I was in the wrong frame of mind when I think when I saw it, Jim. And I, I didn't appreciate it then. I didn't appreciate it as much as I appreciated it. Now, the rock monster, man, that dude is in my Hall of Fame with best uh, uh, side characters because he is, he is hilarious. Rock Monster is hilarious. Jeff Goldblum is hilarious. I, I love that movie. Back to DC. Um, Justice League wasn't terrible. Nope. And I definitely think that they could benefit now. I think Aquaman is going to be a success for him because like we've established, the ladies love Jason Momoa. So you're you going to get a lot of women that are just going to come to see Jason Momoa. That That, that goes without saying. But I think Momoa has the chops to pull it off, and if they do it right, it could be a big hit for them because they're not going to have much competition in regards to, like, big-time action movies at the end of the year except for Venom, which already looks like – Venom already looks like Boo Boo. So I don't, I don't think you're going to have much competition there, but that's a fourth Marvel uh, entity coming out for this year, whereas DC's fifth only – Fifth one? Yeah. Nice. The three Marvel Studios uh... – Deadpool 2 and Deadpool Venom. Deadpool 2, that's right. Yeah, so they got to play catch-up, man. 
what I would hate for them to do is just pump out movies just for the sake of pumping out movies mm-hmm. so they can feel like they're keeping pace with Marvel because the, what you don't want to do is get into that, that, that kind of contest where you're going to lose because if you're not putting out the quality, all you're matching is the volume. You don't want to just say, okay, yeah, we got four movies out there. You don't want to see any of them. We're only doing this because Marvel's got four movies out this year, but all four of our movies stink. Um, <laughs> they need to take their time. Look, if they took their, if they take their time and make one good movie or two good movies to, let's say, Marvel out of these four or five properties that they put out this year, you may really like two of them. Uh, one you may be on the fence about, and the other two you'd be like, eh, whatever that can offset the quality of the products that they're putting out. Whereas if you're DC, I would say, look, let's just focus on putting out two really good films. Mm-hmm. Just let's, let's just put all of our, let's, let's put everything we have, get the right director, cast, cast well, and, and let's make two really good movies for this year. This is all we're going to put out this year. But they definitely have to keep play catch up. I don't know why we haven't gotten another Superman movie yet. I don't know why they, we haven't kicked off the Ben Affleck Batman series yes. I don't think Batman is a terrible I don't think he's a I don't think uh I'm sorry, I don't think Affleck's a terrible Batman either. I just think we gotta people gotta warm up to him because remember when they announced Christian Bale as Batman, everybody was like, Oh God. It's not like you know, the worst Batman choice to me because when I, I heard about Christian Bale taking over, I was like, ah, you know, it's not terrible. Well, let's see what he can do with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the worst choice they ever made was probably between Val Kilmer and, of course, George Clooney. I'm going to go with Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Because I at least understand the mindset of putting George Clooney. I, I guess they saw him more as Bruce Wayne. And as Bruce Wayne, he is perfect. Not so much as Batman, but I mean, at that point, it didn't really matter who was under the cow. It could have been anybody, and it was going to be terrible. But as Bruce Wayne, perfect. Yeah. But yeah, Val Kilmer just had no personality, and Zero. that was bad. Yeah, and he just got totally upstaged by Jim Carrey, who was hamming it up for the entire yeah. film. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, he was a lost cause. No, I think they, we need to give uh, people who are hating on Affleck taking over as Batman, give him a chance. Um, I think he does well in the two films that we've seen him take on the role of Bruce Wayne Batman. He's yeah. done well, in my opinion, very well. Um, give him, and I, I think I compared his performance as Batman uh, versus Superman to Peyton Manning, <laughs> which he really was. He was quarterback in that movie because it wasn't, it wasn't good. and He had to overshadow what was there. He had to really do, make do with what was there. I think if you give him a standalone Batman with the right director, the right cast, they're going to knock it out of the park. And hey, Javon, yeah. have you watched the uh, Ultimate Edition of, of Batman vs. Superman? I have not. Okay. Well, well, watch that one, because, man, it's, it's a totally different mo- movie experience when you watch it that way. What, like the it's like um, it's, it's, they When they made that theatrical cut, they, they really butchered what they needed to put into the movie. Mm. So it's three major subplots that just get totally taken out of the film and it's another half hour but the movie's clocking into three hours and that extra half hour does so much to establish characters and their motivations that it's just like why would you cut this movie i mean i mean why would you cut any of it and there's some stuff that they could have shelved and it'd have been all right but the stuff they decided to cut was 
the wrong choice. Somebody needs to be re, re, removed, gotten a new assignment after that edit hack job. But but the Batman vs Superman Ultimate Cut is a totally different movie. And you know, outside of trying to fix the Doomsday fight, there's nothing wrong with that one. Now, why do you think they cut, do they think that the audience wouldn't stick around for a three hour comic book movie? I don't know, man. I mean, the movie, when it got to theaters, it was three hours. So it wasn't like, hey, we cut this, and then, you know, they've committed to to three hours, another half hour. It's just not just too much. And, I I mean, there was probably a good 15 minutes of the Ultimate Edition that they could have cut, and we'd have been okay. But, Mm -hmm. man, really should watch that version, because it explains why Superman's doing what he's doing, what Lois Lane is doing outside of being the helpless damsel in distress and mm-hmm. gives a purpose to Lex Luthor. So it's like the three other principal characters in this film, beside Batman, we have no idea what they're doing until you watch this cut of the film. So it's just yeah. totally different. They gotta let Henry Cable be Henry. Let him be who he is, man. I don't know why they were playing Batman and the Elves, I'm sorry, Superman and the Batman versus Superman movie like uh, uh, he was like a depressed teenager. They were trying to get the thing is they were trying to get Ben Affleck over as Batman, and they were like, "You've already bought into Henry Cavill as Bat as Superman and Clark Kent." As Not Jeff really. said, the yeah, because he really he was like the moody dude who really wasn't that heroic in um, yeah. Man of Steel, but in the extended edition, you were, like Jeff was saying, like you really. You understand everybody's motive in that. It is so, like, and Clark Kent has actually, like, you see, like, his, why he's going that direction. It's like, you don't understand, like, why Luther's doing everything. It's, it's a total, like, I like the original, but I really enjoyed the extended edition. And you could have cut 15 minutes of that doomsday fight and nobody would have complained. Now, I'll say this about that, about that, um, the Batman Superman. If they could have recast Lex Luthor from what's his face Jesse Eisenberg, I thought Joaquin Phoenix may have made a better choice instead of this damn Joker movie that they're gonna do with him. I think they should leave that to Jared Leto, and they should have put him as Lex Luthor. I that think could work. That, that would work. We've already hated. Uh, We've hated Joaquin Phoenix in a role before. He's been a baddie, a reasonable baddie before that we've hated. Why couldn't he play Lex Luthor? Maybe he didn't want to at that time. Because I know he's been kind of fickle with stuff. But yeah, I think Eisenberg gets a terrible rap based off of the theatrical cut. And once you see the Ultimate Edition, he's he's not so out there with his, his performance. Okay. But you mentioned Doomsday. And... So this week I had the great pleasure of watching The Death of Superman. Now, this is not a theatrical film. This is Warner Brother Animation's latest film, their second take on The Death of Superman. Uh, we saw that with their very first uh, comic book adaptation film, Superman Doomsday. We did our top five Warner Brother Animation films a couple weeks ago. If we did a top five worse... Superman Doomsday would easily be right in the mix for me because it took one of my favorite Superman stories, tried to shrink it down to 75 minutes, and it sucked. It was it was just bad. I mean, there was some. It was just a bad idea to try to make it one one 75 minute film, and and it showed. It was just it just didn't work. 
So this one, they decided we'll make two films. And the first part is going to be the death of Superman. And the second one is going to be reign of the Superman. Again, two of my all-time favorite comic book stories, definitely favorite Superman stories. So this film was everything I wanted in that original Superman Doomsday film. It, it has Doomsday being this world-destroying bad guy who doesn't think he's just like a horror movie villain who's going around killing everybody in his path. And Doomsday is a brutal killer in this, man. He's just pummeling regular people. He's stepping on cats and just destroying, dismembering things. He is like, whoa, this is Doomsday. He's crazy. And he will destroy everything. And uh, Superman actually has a purpose. He's trying to figure out if he wants to share his life with Lois Lane and go all the way and tell her that he's Clark Kent. And that adds this different level or different layer to the film where you have a connection to what's going on with Superman and Lois. And I don't think we've had that with these new 52 films. But we definitely get that here. And the Justice League is not Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Fire and Ice, and Guy Gardner, and Bloodwind. We've got the heavy hitters. We've got Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Hal Jordan, Hawkman, and Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman going down to fight Doomsday. And that fight is crazy. It's way better. Like, way, way, way better than the Batman versus Superman Doomsday fight either edition and you know some of that is because they can do everything in a cartoon film but man the direction on that fight is crazy and it really shows how heroic superman is and how devastating the villain doomsday is and it's just it is amazing i watched it and was wincing at some of those blows that doomsday was throwing and what else and it, it's just really well done and loved how they made changes, how they foreshadowed different parts of Reign of Superman. So if you know what's coming, it's like, oh, I see what you're doing. Why you introduce this guy? And it's, it's a great film. It's one of my new favorites, probably my top favorite of all the Warner Brother films. Really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out because it is great. Jace, what did you think? Okay. <laughs> did before we, we, we saw this, our our cousin Dwayne, who's a totally like Batman's one of his favorite characters, he said, Yo, that's a Superman, because he got it on digital. So he said, Yo, this this is really good. And we're like, Okay. So then I, I downloaded it. I'm like, Okay, yeah, can I watch that again? It definitely made up for because I actually was just uh reading earlier it's like they actually admitted like the warner brothers guys had like that was one we needed to we just that first 87 minutes was just not acceptable for the death of superman the reign of superman all those three novels it was just it wasn't a great take and we need to do it right this time they got it right i mean i mean adding in like the new characters and the current justice league having like the little component of lex luther doing stuff that is really, it's really good. I mean, as, as I keep joking, I'm like, we should, we really should have waited like three weeks before we did that top five countdown. I'm pretty sure all of us would have had that in top five. I mean, there would have probably been a couple of us that would have probably put it as number one. I'm not saying I might, I, I, I definitely, I definitely say it's in the top three for me. It, it, it was like, let's just say, 
I, I liked how, like, I don't know what happened with the whole Wonder Woman, Superman subplot. I mean, like, from the earlier ones, I don't know if they just kind of tossed that away. I never really liked that from, uh, re, uh, what was it, uh, New 52. I always thought that was just kind of corny. So I liked how they took it back to the original Superman, uh, Clark Kent and Lois. And actually, because it, it wouldn't, I mean, this you can't actually do this film if you kept that old, I mean, the Superman and Wonder Woman alive. So I'm glad they chose to go the current, the correct way. But I, I think, honestly, this is one, watch it on uh, watch it on a plane. You're really going to enjoy it. And you're really going to be like, when the hell is Reign of the Superman coming out? Because I'm actually looking forward to that probably as much as I am Infinity Wars Part 2. I mean, that's that's how good that one was. I mean, this one was. So I definitely recommend everybody check that one out. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it brought it. Chief, what did you think of it? I, I, you know, I liked the movie. It was it was a good show. Um, I would have liked to see a some 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 prequels back when Superman and uh and Wonder Woman were together. I think um I think that makes sense more than Superman and Lois Lane. Um, as far as two characters who should be together. Uh. We, we as we as, as nobody else, you know, the listeners don't know, but we had a kind of a discussion about uh, Doomsday, and um, my take on it. Well, my take on it always has been uh, <laughs> Superman. I get, you know, I've always gotten that that Doomsday is some kind of Kryptonian super killer, so on and so forth. But at the same time, we've seen Superman lift. What six six trillion tons? Um, if you got a guy that strong, he can easily throw another guy into space. Doomsday does not fly, so therefore he would just float, throw him towards the sun, and then call it a day. That's how you defeat a guy like that. If you're if a guy doesn't fly, um, <laughs> you pretty much throw him in the spit, throw him in space, throw him towards the star or the sun, and let him go. Um, but I mean, it was the classic battle. It was, you know, once again, it was good. Um, it was, it was a good show altogether. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to part two of that. So um, I would say definitely it's up there with one of my favorites. So if you haven't watched it, um, go out there and check it out. Um, you will enjoy it. It, just, it was good animation. Uh, even watching the, the Justice League get defeated so easily. Uh, was um was funny to watch. Uh just tells you how, how much more powerful uh Superman is than the rest of them. So yeah I liked it. So I'm I'm in total agreement. It, it was a it was a good show. Yeah, it's funny because it reminded me a little bit of that Justice League scene where Superman is fighting the Justice League and how he just wipes them out. And Doomsday is like the evil version of Superman, so he's just like savagely going after him and, and every time trying to kill him. So I liked how it was this thought of man, he is not messing around. He's not trying to go for a knockout blow. He's he's trying to go for the Drago blow. If he lives, he lives. But I'm gonna try to kill him. Crazy. All right. So joining us right now is the one and only Big Gun. Gunner, what's up with you, man? What's good, gentlemen? What's good, gentlemen? Good. Good audience. Have, 
Have you seen uh, Death of Superman yet? I mean, I read the comic like 50 times. I had one that my mama got me that I could read and one that she kept and one that I kept, like when that came out. All I know is if I don't need to see the movie. I'm going to watch it. But I already know. I mean, if they follow the storyline, I'm happy. I saw some clips. I saw some scenes, but I haven't watched the full one. Sorry. But come on, man. It's Death of Superman. Like, it's going to be, I mean, <laughs> it's Doomsday at its best. It's Superman at its best. That got the little cape joint, you know, <laughs> creeped over the, the pole there after they destroyed Metropolis and Superman died, man. I mean, you know. But then we all know what happens next. Like, dude, I'm psyched. And somebody who's yeah. read several times, uh, I'm with you, where I had certain expectations of what I wanted from the story, what I thought they really needed to have. And, and knowing that they were trying to bring this into the new 52 continuity, I was like, all right, well, they can't do everything right. Right? But right. honestly, I think, well, the guy who wrote it is Peter J. Tomasi, and he is one of the co-writers or was one of the co-writers of Superman during the rebirth era, which was great. And if you have not read it, if you're into comic books, I highly recommend the Superman run of rebirth. And uh, anyway, so he knows Superman kind of backwards and forwards. And so he knows exactly what's important. And he knows the importance of Superman's relationships with his parents, with Lois Lane, with the Justice League. And we see all those different sides of Superman. And I don't think we always see a lot in in anything, uh, whether it's movies or TV shows or, you know, these little movies we did. I mean, Superman's always just a big, heavy tank and he comes and saves the day. This time we get Superman where he's kind of questioning, like, hey, should I do this? Is it right to be in a relationship? Should I be lying to somebody that I care about? Uh, what does that mean? Am I putting them at risk? And this is one of those rare times where the whole secret identity, I don't want them to get hurt, felt genuine, where it wasn't a thing of, oh, gosh, you're just trying not to tell her your secret, where it was like, okay, I see where he's coming from. And when he's hanging with the Justice League, they're talking to him like friends, not like, oh, my gosh, you're Superman. So that was cool because it was it was kind of like they were having locker room talk and like just being real with each other. And I, I thought that was really fun to see from the Justice League with this new 52 crew. And um, with all this stuff, you know, and it's 85 minutes, so they can't do everything exactly like the comic. But I thought the things that they included were all the relevant parts and all of the characters that you expect are in there. And some don't have as big a role as others, but the ones that we do see is like, okay, great. That's cool. All right. And it, and, and there's some cool little Easter eggs. I won't spoil it for you because you haven't seen it yet, but it was like, wow, you guys have really done the story. Justice. I mean, if they're, if they're, you talking about leading into, um, the, the reign of Superman? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure they got to lean into that. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what? He saved Steel, or what's his name? Whatever his real name was. John Shaq. Henry Irons. It's Shaq. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I think that. I remember that. I was like, um, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oof. This is the end of the Shaq era, hopefully. Then I think Kazam came out after that. Oof. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Nah. I, uh, I mean, as long as it leaded it, led into it, I'm good. 
right? So, yeah. I kind of feel like once you watch it, you're going to be like, oh, man, I actually have to wait for this next one? Because it's so good. I mean, man. I've already seen the uh, the expected uh, the, uh, pre- you know, preview or whatever it was for Raid of Superman. I'm like, yo, I wonder how far yeah. they're going to take it. Because that was a long little yo, series there. It, it that looks was like, like a year. Preview, it was like forever. <laughs> yeah, from the previews, it looks like they were really going in. Like they, there were a few yeah. scenes where the various Supermen are fighting. And I was like, oh, shoot. Y'all are, y'all are going all the way with it. So, yeah. It looks like it's going to be real legit. And this one, I mean, we'll, we'll talk after you see it, but I literally only had like one small thing where I was like, oh, man, y'all could have included that. That would have been cool. But what? It, I had no problem. All right. Hey. All right. So in World Without a Superman, mm-hmm. Funeral for a Friend, everybody mm-hmm. has these Superman uh, uh, the, the, the sashes. Yeah. 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 And – I love the design because it's like the black and the red kind of, you know, the red S. And that's the only thing they don't have. And it's like, oh, man, that would have been cool oh, to, to, to show. You know, that's on like, that plastic cover. That's on that right, plastic cover, you exactly. know. Exactly. It's like it's very iconic for collectors back yeah. in the day. So you had that and you could rock it like everybody else who's more in Super Bright. And that's the one thing that I was like, come on, where, everybody put on your wristbands, but they don't do that. So that was oh, I had like one. Okay super tiny thing that would have been it but honestly missing armbands being the biggest problem is a great thing and yeah it's it's really well done so i think that will join your top five after you see it so hopefully awesome. this weekend you can check it out and let us know what you did think. i miss jason's commentary did it did it break all-star superman because i hope so i hope so <laughs> jace jace you on I think he's giving me a long, dirty look right now. <laughs> Most likely. Javon, are you familiar with Death of the Superman and Death of Superman? And if so, are you interested in checking this bad boy out? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I read the comic back in, what was that, 92 or 3? Yeah. One of the two, yeah. God, yeah, that was so long ago. I remember how big a deal that was back when there was an actual comic book store in the New Carrollton Mall, which is now... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, KG man. or something. Yeah, That's where I bought it. Yeah, it's like just nonstop garbage over there now. Yeah. I went to see. I went to 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 see uh, Ninja Turtles three, a portal, and whatever the hell that dumb movie was. I went next door to the ice cream parlor, played Mortal Kombat, and I bought uh, Death of Superman. You know, Javon, you you, you, took me down, you took me down memory lane. That ball was awesome. That, that ball, ball was, was like. Awesome. Perfect. If you were like a teenager, it was like everything you wanted in a very small space. Movie in a theater, very small space. comic book store. They had Record that store over there. Yeah, I mean, it was yep. like it was a teen mall. And then yeah. one by one, they just started putting crap in there. It's like, ugh, sucks. I know. Yeah, man. It, that memory lane, right? But yeah, yeah I, I bought that comic from that store along with a pack of Flair. Uh, uh, what was it? No, Upper Deck, the gold sealed basketball gloves, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I went home and I read that comic for like the next two hours. I went and re- I went and read it again. So I'm, I was greatly invested in that. So I got to check out what they do with it. You know, putting it towards an anim- uh, animated film version. Um, yeah, and you took me back too. Dang, oh like I just remember my mom. I got home from school. My mom had the one I could open, the mm-hmm. one we keeping, and then that gray one that they just threw out there. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's the yeah. one if you don't want to buy the package. So my mom just got all three. Got one for her, one for me. She's like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> we, we there. Uh, I, just, I just went upstairs. I didn't even do homework. They didn't care. They were like, yo, you ain't got to do homework. You got to read homework. Read. Read. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's like that? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> no, no, back to when. I don't know what kids do now. Like, I, don't know. I, mean, I can only yeah. speak from having, like, girls. They don't, this is not what they're into, right? But little little boys, like, when we weren't that little, we were probably, well, you know, some we, of us. I was thir- we like 13, 14? Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know what the 13 year old boy does. They, they, we don't have, they don't have places like that no more. Comic book stores. Nah, man. Yeah. There, there's, I got to do a plug from my my spot. So mm. there's several comic book stores uh, right in this area. There's one in, there's two in, in uh, Annapolis. One yeah. is Third Eye. Third Eye Comics, Capital baby. Comics, man. Those, those are two good spots. Check yeah. them out. They join us Silver Spring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Third Eye uh, Comics has old Nintendo cartridges, by the way. Yes, sir. So definitely yep. go out there if you if you are not and you're familiar with this Maryland area, go check them out. But yeah, man. So Death of Superman is is literally everything that I wanted out of that, and it is like I said, the the fight scene with Superman and Doomsday is much better than the live action version, like by far. It's no comparison. And honestly, they just should have gone. They should have. This should have come out earlier so they could show them how to do Superman versus Doomsday. Um, but yeah, it was great. Yeah. All right. So, uh, next up, there's this movie Jason Stace, yeah, Jason Statham is in, where he's gonna be fighting a big shark. It's called The Meg, and I know you guys have seen some of the trailers for this one. What do y'all think? Are you excited to see The Meg, or is this gonna be a terrible disaster, Flynn? Hell no. No. I mean, Whenever I see Jason Statham is something, man, <laughs> look, it, it only helps to remind me that when they were really pushing him as the next big action star, that was like 15 years ago. Transporter and, yeah, 4. Uh, Transporter <laughs> 6. <laughs> Yo, so I watched, I have this one in my collection. I watched Jason Statham in Safe. And that one, you oh, know, yeah. I good. really like that one. And when I watched it, I was thinking, you know, he was one of those guys where they really wanted to make him the next big thing, whatever. And I think that he actually accomplished that goal where he wasn't doing diehard kind of films, but he was good in those action films that he was in. And then he got into the Expendables franchise and, you know, he did his thing there. And now he's in the Fast and Furious, so he's money. And even getting into that spinoff. So I think he it kind does. of reached that over level. One. Which one? Over, you skipped over war, rightfully. Yeah. You know, I think war may be one of the more disappointing movies I think I've ever seen. Ever. Because, I mean, it was, it was Jet Li and Jason Statham. I was like, how could this movie be bad? And it was. And it was. It was like, really? Terrible. Yeah, man. That I was mean, his yeah. only stinker, really, to me. That was his only real stinker. Transporter 3 was like, okay, fine. I'll just deal with it. But you know, it wasn't as bad as that. I was like, "Good gosh!" Um, I think that ended up in the um, the two dollar bin when I gave it back to the store when I moved from Atlanta. Man, they probably <laughs> took it to the. I like cleared off my shelf. There you go. <laughs> I was just there like, you, "You know what my favorite yeah. movie is?" And it's not even an action movie like that. Um, 
it's based off of a, a heist of Oh, bank job! Somebody from the world. Bank, bank job, job. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had bank that one job. in collection too. He was good in that. Oh my god, yeah, I like him. He's good. I don't mind him, but yeah, I, I dig that. You know, they were trying to make him like bigger than what he was. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. It's just I feel like he could have done more. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh. He was in another movie with Jet Li. That's right. I think starting out, well, not starting out, Spendables. but like towards the beginning. No, not just that one. The one. Remember Jet Li was like the man for a while, right? He was, he was basically like he was he was in a dimension. You know, there was like dimensional tra- time, dimensional traveling. If you kill off yourself, you get more powerful. So there was like actually two more left. And um, Jason Statham was his old partner and he had to stop him so he gets the other guy and they like work together no, yeah. Roy that movie was great that movie was dope and Jason Statham was still cool in that he just wasn't doing a whole lot of martial arts in that because he wasn't the star it was Jet Li's thing Jet Li kind of had him tag along I am the one. Um, you were all my bitches check the one check it out it's called the one it was all a Jet Li I remember it's that Jet Li remember at that. his best because he learned two. he did two different styles for each character that he played. That was deep <laughs> to me. You know, as a martial artist, that was awesome. Right? So, yeah, check that out. That was the other Jason Statham movie I was like, down with. Yeah, but it's really a Jet Li movie. It's- okay. Has anybody seen a picture of Jet Li recently? That dude looked like Jack Chan. Like, that dude... He was old in... Um, what's that one where he did the Tai Chi Master one? Oh, he was oh, uh, fearless. Yeah. Fearless. But he was. He looked old then. I was like, yo. But he's been in what? <laughs> how many of the last Expendables? Uh, he was in one and two, right? I don't know if he was in three. I didn't see three. Didn't he see was three. in two. No, oh, he was in three for like a hot minute. He showed up in the first scene, and then you know what? He he was doing that in, in the second one too. He showed up in the first scene, had a really nice action sequence, and then came in back. I don't even know if he came back in the on the end of the second one, but. The third one, he did a little cameo and then came back in with Schwarzenegger in the end. So he was really only in the first one full time. And then he did like cameos in the next two. Okay, so that was what? First Expendables, was it 2010, 2011? Kelly was 54 at that point. Get out of here. No, he was not. No, he was not. Are you kidding me? I just looked at a picture and like that was literally what he looks like. When the first Expendables was out, I'm like... 2010. He fit in with those old guys. Good he was old. 54 then? I mean, yeah. he wasn't young. Oh, damn, I, I would have gave him 40. I thought he was 40-something. Yeah. Uh, he was That's doing his 40. thing over over on the other side for a minute. No, I, oh, I know that. Yeah. So Jet Li's been the man for a long, well, yeah, way before Lethal the Weapon 4. Way before. Some of us are but see, here's the thing. I was not thinking like uh, what's Chow Young Fat, right? Where he experienced his American success in his early 40s. I was Chow Young Fat is 63. Right. But no, Chow Young Fat, the old cat. Yeah, but he, like I said, he didn't experience his American success till he was already 40 something, right? Hold on. Let me yeah. blow your mind one more time. Jason Statham is 51. Oh, yeah. I already knew yeah, that. Yeah, I believe that. I believe yeah. that. 
Dude, and all the expendable cats there. aren't really. They're none of them are spring chickens. None of them. Hemsworth was. Harry Cruz, that's it. Was like the youngest cat, probably. The youngest, yeah, he was like the youngest at forty something. Like Dolph Lundgren's <laughs> He-Man was like in eighty four, and he was thirty then. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, for real. The dude was like thirty. He was thirty something then. But damn, I didn't know Jet Li was already like. I a know Jet Li was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that dude, Jackie Chan. I mean, you know, Jackie Chan in the 70s, guy. Like, he got his right. butt whooped by Bruce 64. Lee like, yeah. <laughs> in his 20s. Now, so, I, expected, I, I was expecting Jet to be like 50, you know, at least 50. Man. Right. He was wow. on that other side of it. Yeah, but he's been doing the movies for a minute, man. I mean, yeah, he is. Yeah, that explains why he's been doing a lot of wires lately. Because he, he can't get up there no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at him. Let's move on to another thing that I'm curious about your opinion on, fellas. So a while back, there was this too-good-to-be-true uh, service, MoviePass. And basically, you could pay a flat monthly fee. You could see as many movies as you want. Go to the theater every day and go see a different movie. And... That really took off in the last, uh, maybe early this year, really, really exploded. And everybody was like taking advantage of Movie Pass, going to see everything. And every week now, Movie Pass seems like it's on life support. They've been changing different features to now you can only see three movies a month and you can, and you're going to pay more. It's $15 to see three movies. And so I'm just kind of curious on your, on your take on this. So, is there because you know I, i'm on this thing i'm a little out of touch because you know i i would not bother going to the movies in general if i wasn't going to see you know screeners for them um and i just wait until they came home because i don't really want to deal with people on their cell phones and the whole other part um but is 15 dollars a good deal and do you think that if you could choose three dollars or three movies for fifteen dollars, is that still worth seeing? Because that's still a little bit more than what I was paying back in the dark ages with my student ID. But how does this thing work? And do you think Movie Pass uh, is on life support? Are they about to go out and check out? Chief, what do you think? Well, I, I read up on it because um, I didn't uh, really know about Movie Pass. So when it first came out depending on what area you were on, we're in, you were unlimited 50 to $60 a month. Um, and what was happening was when they first came out, people would buy the ticket, go to a movie theater, and MoviePass was basically didn't inform the movie theater that they were doing this. <laughs> so you would, you would buy it, show up at the movie theater, and be like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? So finally, they got a few movies to a movie, uh, a movie theater or two around the areas they were in to go along with them, buy into the concept, and then pretty soon, uh, you know, the other movies opened up. But um, what it is is if you've been in it since the beginning, then you would hate it now because if you've gone from I mean, just think about it. Anything you've gone from excess to now being limited, you can't do that anymore. You you, you know what I mean? You not nobody's built for that. You once you have a car with sunroof and leather, it, it's very hard to go back to 
you know, that four cylinder beater with the stick and the, with the stick shift. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's not gonna happen. Um, you you know what I mean? It's it's just what you 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 know you're not gonna go from your 1080p or your 4K TV back down to the fat back. You know what I mean? Even if you see one sitting outside. Um. So and this is in essence what they've done. They've taken you from your 4K TV and then try to switch you into that big heavy fat back that only goes up to 42 inches because if there's any more you can't lift it. So, um, three movies a week. Ah, you know it's 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 they got uh, this other feature now because that's that's crazy. you know, and then they they want to limit you on what you can see as far as the hottest things that come out. So you might want to see a new movie might drop. And that night that that new movie drops, they want to hit you with an $8 surcharge on top of the the money that you pay a month. So if three movies drop that week that you want to see, then you have to pay, you may have to pay an $8 surcharge for that movie. In addition to the, the, the 10 or $15 you're already paying a month. So the other thing that's coming out is the AMC stub. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it allows you to go to AMC movies for $20 a month, and you can see as many daggone movies as you want. And the thing about this is, the thing with MoviePass is they send you, you just go and you order your tickets online like you normally do. Because like, even like the writer was saying, when's the last time you walked up to the damn window at a movie theater? It depends on how long you know the line I mean? is. You, well, whenever I, well, that's what I'm saying. I never, I always buy my tickets online. So I just go to the kiosk. I go to the movie theaters, I just walk. I never, I've never go. I haven't gone to the kiosk in, in over five, six years now. Because I, I usually download the, the tickets to my phone. I walk right up to the, to the, to the girl at the gate or the guy at the gate. Let them scan my tickets. I walk straight in. That's and 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 with Movie Pass, you've got to you always got to stop. You can't just walk straight in. There's a you got to go to something to slide your card. Whereas with the new the new stub with twenty dollars a month, you see whatever movie you want, how many times, or whatever you want to do, and you you order from over your phone like you normally do. Because you know, I mean, think about it now. When you're sitting at home, a new movie comes out. What do you do? I get on my phone. I pick my seats. Because if you, like, normally, like, the movie theaters I go to, you got to pick your seat. So you, you, you find out which row you want to sit in. You pick your seats. And then you go on into the movie. This one, you got to go up there. Hell, you may not find out. You might not even get a good seat with movie pass. Uh, uh, yeah. I remember one time uh, I, had, I went to see the, the I think it might have been the, 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 the last Thor movie. And so the only place was to sit was like three feet from the screen. So <laughs> I'm in this movie, three feet from the screen, with 3D glasses on, trying to watch the whole movie. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So don't let that be you. Trust me, you don't want that. So you like to pick your tickets in advance, walk up to the girl, have a scanner, walk right in. I walk straight from the from the door straight up to the popcorn place, order my popcorn, a bag of Twizzlers, and something to drink. And then I'm through the gate. I don't even stop anywhere else. 
And so with MoviePass, I mean, that's why they're dying. You know what I mean? You, you, it's, first of all, it's too involved. Second of all, three movies a month? When, when, you, went from, <laughs> when you went from Unlimited? Yeah, that's a big switch. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Three movies a month when yep. you went to Unlimited? And then somebody else comes out with a better option? When you when you go in, you buy your tickets like you normally do. I mean, that doesn't even make no sense not to do the other one. You know, <laughs> it's a problem. That's what it's I'm saying. A real you know? problem. Yeah, like that's like saying you gotta watch. I gotta watch Netflix at Jeff's house versus <laughs> watching it in <a> mine. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, listen, you, you can watch it, and we'll give it to you at a great rate. But you got to go to his house to watch it. I'm coordinating. When are you going to be home? Okay. <laughs> All right. Do I need to bring a bottle or can I just come and watch what the show I need to watch? You know what I mean? Like, even, like, like three, three. I mean, what is really, if you're a moviegoer, what is three movies a month? What are three movies a month, honestly? No, I mean, it's it's the summer club, that, that's it. <laughs> like, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. So that's 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 what you're basically telling yourself. You're saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go in there. I've got to pick out my best three, <laughs> right? You better and get it right. 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 Yeah. Right. You can't see a bad movie. Yeah. Now. Yeah. There's no there's no bad movie because this is the thing. You, with a, with a ah. subscription, you're not gonna pay for another movie outside of your own pocket. You're gonna say, "Well, I'm waiting the next month to see that." <laughs> that looks like a September movie. Yeah. Yeah, that looks like next month. So well, no you know, Nicholas Cage movies is, on man. that list. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Nicholas Cage won't be in any of your lineups. <laughs> National Treasure will not be one of those three movies. National you know Treasure. I mean? So that's that's the thing. You know, you can't go from excess to 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 nothing, and and that's what it basically gets bows down to. And like I said, with a competitor coming out and beating you and saying, "Hey, look, that's cool that you're offering that, but we're gonna over here, we're gonna offer um everything for for five dollars more." Movie passes, Blockbuster, <laughs> AMC, yeah, is that basically the end. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, easily. I smell a business thing, though, man. So, I'm sorry, Chief. Are you done? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You guys, you know, feel free, man. You know me. Um, jump on in when you fail. I'm just making some points. Like I said, I looked it up. I read about it. Like I said, they send you a card in the mail. You Once you, once you confirm the movie you want, they put the money that the movie is going to cost on the card. So you got to go <laughs> and see somebody in order to pay for the movie. This is what I'm saying to you. Yeah, this so confirms This confirms exactly you, you know what, what I mean. Uh, they don't have you a know. real deal with the distributors. That's what I'm smelling. I'm a, I'm, I smell mm. the business end of it. I don't, you know, customer side is one thing. I smell the B two B side. B two B side is them Bamas didn't talk to the distributors, and their distributors are like, yeah. well, you can't do unlimited, or else you're going. And then they're looking at right. it, their bottom line, like their overhead, like, oh. Oh, uh, that means we can't do unlimited. We got limited. To, how much weight can we do? Three a month for these customers? How many customers we got? And, oh, well, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's do three a month. <laughs> yeah, 
And, and, you know what and, I mean? Like, come and on. God forbid, like, you AMC, know, God you know forbid, AMC, yeah. AMC got that, got them connections. They always get in. You know what I mean? That's why they got all the theaters. They get all the distributors. I know yeah. they are in with the distributors. That's why they're like, you can do unlimited. One, we got theaters everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. <laughs> Two, well, and guys, you know, we can do whatever while we you want. Sleep, why, what if at the time you bought the tickets, right? They send you the money, but by the time you go to the movie theater, they raise their price 25 cents. Thank you. Like that is dumb. And then what do you do with those? What do you do with the Star Wars? What do you do with the Black Panthers? What do you do with the Avengers when it's like, yo, we ain't bringing those? I mean, think oh, yeah. about it. Like, like you know, some theaters are just gonna keep their prices up. And you talking about different areas? Like, okay, West Baltimore. West Baltimore. I can watch three movies for fifteen bucks anyway. Because there's this one movie theater that was five bucks. Why? You know what I mean? Like during the day, it was like old school matinee. I'm like, yo, I used to. That was like back when I had allowance and I could afford to go to a movie and I wouldn't spend all my allowance. Like it was like five dollars. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about popcorn and stuff because yeah, me too. Yeah, we just get in. We just sneak the stuff in. Because I'd walk into one, right? I'd walk into one and go to the other two for free. So I mean, you know, we do that in Manassas. I ain't do that in uh, Fairfax County. They they catch you on that one, man. I ain't playing around now. Yeah, right. but uh, you can do that in Manassas <laughs> out there. But uh. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. But I'm feeling like, yeah, I'm feeling like they, one has one company has a deal with the distributors or at least talking to them. The other one was just like, we're just going to do this ad hoc and not talk to the rest of the business and just figure it out. I'm like, whoops, you got to talk to the theaters, homie. And if you're trying to expand like that, <laughs> you're going to have to go to West Baltimore and talk to that that, that, that one owner and say, hey, we're doing this. He's going to be like, nah, my movie's already five bucks. <laughs> like, why do I need you? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go down, man. Yeah, they're going down, man. They're going down. Sorry, I just looked at it from the business end on that one. I was like, that's it right there. That's it right there. And this is exactly why it's not gonna work. This to me sounds like Betamax versus VHS. It is. They, uh, what is it? Uh, DVD versus Blu-ray. This is all. It, it, this is what it is. They're gonna have to get studios on board, and it's crazy. The internet age. How many tried and true businesses that we grew up thinking that nothing was going to change this? The music industry. Look how the music industry has had to adapt. Right. Internet is going to affect our media and how we consume it. And it's doing that with films because I'm going to tell you something else. For you criminal minded uh, so and so's out there in the world, how many of us got a fire stick with Cody on it or whatever? uh, Raspberry uh, Pi. Thank you. Thank you. Once the quality of those things get better, which they will, you're talking uh, about it. Depends on what TV you hook it up with. Depends I ain't going to go there. I ain't even not putting that on here. <clears throat> Disclaimer. Uh. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it's another thing that's going to be affected. The movie industry is definitely going to be affected. And within a year or so, when they have to start looking at the fact that, like we just mentioned, things like Fire Stick, things like uh, these movie pass services, Netflix... Because Netflix is on the verge of having some pretty big time. They already they already cutting into television, right? Netflix films when they start, they, they they're already there. When they start with 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 the quality of their films rivaling Hollywood big uh, big budget movies, the tides is going to start turning even more so. Because I've always said this: instead of doing the movie pass thing. Follow the Netflix, the Hulu model, and some of these major studios, Universal, uh, 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 whoever, uh, Fox, whoever, 
start releasing your movies on a streaming like a VOD basis. Like you can pay X, Y a month, and you can see all of our latest releases, all of them. If you pay us, let's say Blight. thirty, forty what a if, month. What if Blight and that uh, what was that Prometheus? What was that? Well, not Prometheus. Whatever that movie was with the big monster. Yeah. No, the no Blight. What was it? You know the one. It was like the uh, first person video one, and then they had the second one on the on right after the Super Cloverfield, Bowl. One after Cloverfield the, Paradox. Oh, Cloverfield. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Cloverfield. What if Blight and Cloverfield were good movies? Like, what if they just replaced them with <laughs> What if La La Land came out on, you know what I mean, Netflix? Right. Yeah. Right. The movie industry would be done. 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 They'd have to. Okay. They, well, they wouldn't be done, but they'd have to rethink. You know what I mean? They'd have to rethink their approach. That, I wouldn't and, say. And that's what. That's what I think is gonna happen. When they have their, when Netflix has their breakout movie, their made self-made breakout blockbuster that can rival anything that Marvel Studios puts out, anything Tom Cruise puts out, um, that's when things are going to change. That's when they say, okay, we gotta, we want to start reevaluating because if they can get uh, cinematic, like big budget quality films, or they're starting to make quality films at that level, then we're going to have to start reevaluating some things because ten dollars a month. You can see everything they got to offer. Yeah, it' real close. Now you you mentioned something that has me curious on another area. The Academy Awards, aka the Oscars, has seen their ratings plummet, and so they decided to make a few drastic changes. Uh, one of which is not to go beyond three hours because last year or this year. It was about four hours, and it was long, and by the end of it, it's just like, just please end. Who won Best Picture? Let's get it over with. We got to go. Hey, we got to get up for work. So they're going to cap it at three hours, and they're going to have some of the awards uh, given out and presented during the commercial breaks. But the biggest news is they're going to have a new category that's going to recognize and honor the most popular film of the year. Now... I think if I read this correctly, all this is going to start, excuse me, all this is going to start in 2020. So the Black Panther is good. Um, But this means going forward, all those superhero movies are going to compete with all the Fast and Furious films. Uh, Maybe, you know, a Mission Impossible because Tom Cruise doesn't look like he's slowing down. So all the, all the top grossing films that everyone actually went to go see, will be up for grabs in this category. So my real question is, for that kind of film like a Black Panther or Creed, will they get cheated out of actually being slotted into the best picture because they can so easily fit into the popular category? Or do you think that they will kind of go with the, well, this one's really popular and made a lot of money, or, or we'll put it into the best picture? And if so, are they going to have some double dipping where the most popular film can also win the best picture? Jace, what do you think about this? Okay. Well, you've actually helped me out because I really was worried that they were trying to implement this this, uh, next year. And I was like, okay, if you're going to try and cheat out Black Panther, nobody's going to really enjoy going to see your award show anyway. I mean, even if it in three hours, we're still going to be pissed because that movie should be in best picture nomination. Like, no, no doubt. So, if they're going to do it in 2020, I'm sure there are, there should be some double dipping. Like there, there should be a point where your most popular movie should be one of your highest grossing movies. 
So maybe like next, I mean, I don't know. What maybe hell, maybe the next uh, Superman movie when they actually get around to making it can make a crack at that uh, ward, and they have no chance of winning Best Picture, and that's okay. But if it's one of those movies that really is really good, there's something really revolutionary, then it shouldn't. I mean, then it should be in, in double. It should allow. It should go double dipping. But if they're not going to do that, it's going to be a stupid idea. It's not going to get anybody. I mean, remember, it's like how we were talking. Years ago, when Avengers, the Avengers cast was going to be at the Oscars. Because we didn't give the Oscars, I mean, Avengers any love here, but, you know, we screwed up with Dark Knight. So now we're going to try and say, hey, the Avengers cast will be here. And they promoted the hell out of them half the show. And all they did was present an award. So if this is just an, an excuse to try and say, hey, we can, we'll get your favorite film here. I don't think it's a bad idea because... But it's just like one of those, like, are you going to have that in the middle of the show? Or are you going to have it at the end of the show, right before the real best pictures? I, I don't know. But I, I think, I don't think it's a horrible idea now that I know about Black Panther is not in danger. Because I really just, like, I thought the shaft was in on that. I mean, I just literally said, hey, they're not going to bother putting Black Panther in to best picture. Or they're going to give it these, like, I guess how you said in, in the article you posted today, Jeff, where you said, hey, they're going to slot best black panther is the inaugural winner of the fan favorite so we don't have to give it or put it really in real strong consideration for best picture and now that i know that's not the threat i'm more okay with this award because now it's like okay now the superhero movies can kind of compete with themselves and maybe they will get some more people to watch i feel sorry for like the technical directors the sound editing and mixing and some of those real technical stuff, they're never going to get on TV anymore. They're just never, they're going to be in the commercial break. Here are the awards you didn't see. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. You know, your all their speeches are just gone. So I, I feel sorry. I mean, they're kind of shafted, but for the audience, this is probably a good idea. Like you, you get more audience people to look into this and the show will be a lot less bloated. So okay. it's not bad. Javon, what do you think? I think it's the patronizing award. It's the pat on the head award. And I think it's mm-hmm. definitely going to affect some films that should be given consideration for things like best, uh, <clears throat> the best in category awards that, you know, are always going to the Oscar pandering films that come out between, <clears throat> what, October to, to, to December? Mm-hmm. For a lot of movies that to me don't deserve them, and for a lot of actors who we're on the fence whether or not they deserve those those um, awards. I think that films like Black Panther, other Marvel films, not just to hop on Black Panther, but good action movies, really good solid action movies, really good solid comic book movies, are gonna miss out. They're gonna lose out. Um, I always ask that question: Had Heath Ledger not died, would they have really considered him for? Uh, an Academy Award for his performance as a Joker? Would they really? And that's not against his performance, but just the snobbery that exists with the Academy and how they vote and what they vote for, who they vote for. Would he have won if it weren't for the fact that he died? We would have had a real controversy probably. They probably wouldn't have voted him had he lived. And I think this goes, this kind of plays into that whole thing where 
this is the Academy really marginalizing the accomplishments for films that aren't, to me, Oscar pandering films. Because let's be honest, a lot of these movies, it's, it's a business. It's like the end of the fiscal year for the government. We know that at the end of the fiscal year, we're going to be spending $10,000 on toner just because we got to get rid of money, right? And we know that film studios are going to put their pandering to the Oscars movies out, pandering to the committee movies out during the later half of the year. And if you watch some of these movies, they the critically acclaimed snoozers. A lot of them really aren't good. They aren't good. What they are, are, are pandering for, they're pandering for the Oscar, a sad story, uh, 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 someone overcoming and a triumph. Uh, it's, 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 it's the same formula every year. Same formula. Somebody's going to place a historic figure and, 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 and so forth. Somebody's going to play a, a, a role outside of themselves. I'm going to play a, a, a gay paraplegic man, and I'm going to win an Academy Award because I played a gay paraplegic. And that's nothing wrong with gay paraplegics. Don't get wrong with what I'm saying. It's just the fact that we know the formula now. And the Academy has to get over itself, and it's kind of breaking its arm to pat itself on the back with these these kind of films because – there's so much other movie. There's so much more out there, and there's so much more that you have to acknowledge that you're doing yourself a disservice by introducing a pretty patronizing award to your already silly award show. Because the people who the public wants to win never really win. The people who deserve the awards usually never win the award, right? All right, nothing left to be said on that one. So we had a huge assignment for this week, fellas. I wanted y'all to come up with some of your most overrated movies of all time. And that can be a very extensive list. Javon mentioned Oscar films. And as I was considering them, I had quite a few in that Oscar category list. So I kind of pared mine down a bit. Gunner, let me hear your first choice for most overrated film. Sorry, gotta get to the mute button. Um, no number one, and I, I mean, I watched this in the theater, in a packed theater with my parents at the time, and I'm still to this day wondering why they even remade it. I guess because it's a franchise, but whatever. The original Jurassic Park. I mean, it was like a lukewarm shower, right? You're like, hey, okay, dinosaurs is okay, of course, you know, man shouldn't be doing this stuff, blah, 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 right? They go attack, things are going crazy, people get eaten, they're usually a black person, Samuel, whatever, whoever. Um, And then it was kind of like, okay, it was like very a rise and then straightforward. It wasn't really a a climactic ending to me, you know what I mean? And then, like, Mm -hmm. even the theme song of that whole thing, the score was very, like, all right, it's almost it. Oh, it was just all mundane, very like, okay, this is supposed to be exciting, but it's not. Just very overrated to me. Always has been, always will be. Excellent, excellent choice. Chief, how about you? Oh, man, I've got, well, I've got my two here. One is, and I remember when it first came out, uh, you know, the it's a, a series, and uh, first of all, it was the, the, the Twilight series. <laughs> I remember when it first came out, and people were hollering, excuse me, 
It was Team Edwards, Team Jacobs. It was supposed to be this great kick-ass movie. And every time I, you know, I might lay on the couch, I don't feel like watching it, and it comes on. And every time I watch it, I'm like, yo, what the hell is the action? Like, this movie is is kind of boring. <laughs> like, why the which hell? one? Wait, wait, which one, dude? I don't know I mean, which one you're talking about. All of them. Oh, dang. All of them. <laughs> and you remember I remember I was telling I don't know if it was on the, the podcast or nothing but I'm talking to one of you about the last one how it tricked you with the bullshit you thought all that was going on the dream <laughs> it was all a dream that's my movie and this is you listen and the one you're going to hate me for and you probably some of you may disagree is Scarface oh I totally I agree totally agree now, here's the thing. Every time you turn around, you you look on some rapper's wall. He's got the poster of Scarface. You know, they're there. It's like this iconic movie that the whole world is like. Oh man, you've never listen. It was a it was okay movie. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't the greatest gangster. Matter of fact, we did a, the, one of our best movies of all time. Nobody named that. It's not a movie you name as your great. So, you know, you you watch it, and, and I'm like, yo, was it is it enough to put on my wall as a rapper? No. Or, or anybody? I mean, was it that good? No, it's not that good. So, so <sighs> Starface is, is, is also that overrated movie of all times where you'd be like, yo, come on, man. It wasn't that great where you guys knew that was celebrating this movie for the last 30, for the last 30 years. You know what's so, funny about that, 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 that Yeah, yeah, go ahead, tell me. Is everybody always wanted to be Tony. I wanted to be Sosa. <laughs> hey, Sosa made a phone call. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> Drop fifty dudes on his house. <laughs> Dropped, hey man, it looked like the last board on Contra, man. He, come on, man. I, I made a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah, I mean, Chief. that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, but you're right. That's you know, that's what I'm saying though. That that movie wasn't that great. So you out here, you're watching Tony. You're wondering. You know, and I've always wondered myself. I've always been like, yo, they're crazy for that. Yo, like, what is it about this movie where people are running around like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread? So, um, yeah, you know, you know, okay, it, it, will, it, it is what it is, man. I'll defend Scarface. Now, the main reason. Go ahead. What, what you got, man? Okay, go what go you ahead. got, man? Is Al Pacino's performance. Now, that is one of my favorite performances of his because he just takes and owns and throttles that character, that performance. He just dives all into it. And you see some of his stuff now. It's like, man, where where's the fire from the dude who was Scarface? And it's got a really good supporting cast. It's got some really good scenes. The dialogue is sharp. Um, and the action scenes are pretty good for its time. And... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Did what's you say up, the man? dialogue was sharp? The dialogue, man. Did, I hope you, you're dialogue. being funny. I, I know no, you're being funny. No, no, no. I actually like the dialogue. 
you know, he's he's like, you know, remember, you like to remember. I like to forget. What do you want? I want the you world my to friend go Angel, man. and everything in it. Come on, man. I'm, I'm going to send you a, a quick synopsis of the whole movie real quick. I'll be right man, back. I, know, I, know, I got the synopsis of the movie, man. But yeah, so I like it. And I have it in my collection. And I have a Scarface poster. I, Check. I'm a Chinese rapper. I have Scarface on every platform. I still have it on VHS, <laughs> DVD, and Blu-ray. Why? I'm an entrepreneur. It's literally about entrepreneurship. Even Sulcer. Thank you very much. It's about, yo, and even with, like, with Frank, man, you're always going to have some Bama trying to screw you over and calls himself a mentor. <laughs> um, and then you got to, like, sometimes you just got a Scarface. Like, look, nah, bro, I see you trying to come at me. You hater. I mean, it's literally a rise and fall story with some real-life implications if you look at it that way. That's why every rapper looks at it that way because the music industry is that kind of cutthroat. You get what I'm saying? So I dig it. I've always dug it. I just don't like, you know, the mountains of coke and <laughs> Bama threw his whole life away <laughs> because he got jealous of this dude with his sister. You know, like, yo, I don't know about all that, but everybody likes the rise and fall, rise of it. But everybody's like, well, if he's going to fall, he's going to fall like a G. I'm like, nah, how about just not falling? So I, I get when people say it's overrated because, yeah, the dialogue, I'm sorry, Jeff. The dialogue is for someone who is definitely in their teens and early 20s, which is why I'm nostalgic about it. I'll give it that, right? But I do like some one-liners. I don't know if that's what you meant, Jeff. Like, right, you know what I mean? The dialogue is terrible. It has very memorable dialogue. Yeah, I think the one-liners are Like, yo, I want the world me and everything's in it, right? You know what I mean? Or when he grabbed Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, that was back in the day where you can just be like, you're, you're mine now. You belong to me now. You belong to me. Come to me. I know you like me. It it was different, though, because it wasn't like, yo, come here, caveman style. It was like, yo, she liked him, but she wanted to leave Frank, but she was like, yo, I'm secure. I'm good. I don't need this mess. I don't need the drama. And she was, and then Frank was gone. She's like, well, then I might as well come with you. It was different. She had a choice. You know what I mean? It was back then. It was cool. He empowered her to have a choice. There you go. I guess. So he did. Yeah, he (laughs) killed off Frank, who was trying to screw him over. And she knew he was trying to screw him over. If you watch that yep. movie enough, you'd be like, yo, she knew. She knew. I'm not your baby. Come on. I mean, I, I just need a few lines. And now He's I from Baltimore. It. Yeah, dude. He's from Baltimore without a Baltimore accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move Who's on there? past Scarface. Okay, Jay, sorry. I got you. So I'm going to go with a movie that as soon as I finish watching it, I literally looked at myself. I probably went to the bathroom just like, did I really waste two and a half hours watching this movie of absolute nothing? And it was the 2008 Best Picture winner. Yes, folks, I'm talking about The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker was literally Jeremy Renner diffusing bombs. Wait, 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 wait. It was Hawkeye and Falcon diffusing bombs. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. That was a little pre, a little bit before they actually got good and quality roles. Oh, that makes it great. Yeah. I just yawned on YouTube. I mean, um, that movie was, it was like, it was trying to be so, I don't know what it was supposed to be. I don't know if it was supposed to be so deep, like, oh, these are the horrors of war where it's like, oh, they only feel normal in war. But it was like, then tell me something about it. I mean, that movie just, 
I mean, I can't even just tell you how bored I was watching that movie. I mean, we were literally like, I remember watching that movie. We're just like, what the hell's going on in this movie? I mean, I, I mean, I just like, I anybody who's actually seen that movie, unless maybe you got some war background or you, you're maybe it's a military family that'll really like that movie. But for us regular Joes, we don't have a clue what the hell that movie's about. And I don't know how the hell they bribed somebody to tell that was the best picture that year. I mean, because I'm not, no, no, no. Actually, it would even make some more. I think that was the year Dark Knight should have got the damn best award. So it should have made it more infuriating. Should have. It was like, this movie was like, oh, it's, it's, it's talking about something. What the hell is it saying? Like, war is hard? Yeah, give me, I mean, hell, we, we saw that from Pearl Harbor and all the other damn war movies. Like, that movie just was like, oh, they're diffusing Bob. She's so reckless. Oh, my, it's so something. Whatever. I'm like, so that, that is 100% my most overrated movie. And I'm glad it won Best Picture to make it even more overrated. All right. I forgot about see. that movie, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched it again, so I agree with yeah. you. Uh, Javon, have we got your first one? No, no. All right, what you got? Uh, my first is American Beauty. Because <laughs> I remember everybody going on and on about this movie. And it's one of those things I watched. When it came on cable, I watched it just to see what the hype was. And I still don't get it to this day. It, Kevin uh, Spacey playing some mildly depressed middle-aged guy whose life fell short of his expectations who starts smoking his neighbor's son's weed and he ends up getting killed at the end by the crazy repressed homosexual military guy who's the weed salesman kid's father or something i don't remember most anything about the movie to be honest with you it took me five five watches to remember that part because i kept you know how you you keep coming back to something especially when it comes on cable to say, okay, uh, am I missing why this movie is supposed to be good? What did I, what did I miss? Like, I'll I, I watch it again if it's on just to say, okay, did, did, am, I, am I really looking at it without trying to t- tear it apart, without trying to be critical of it? Or am I, this is my goal every time I watch it. I'm just picking it apart because I don't like it. No, I just kept watching the movie because I was like, what am I missing? Why is it so good? Why is it supposed to be so good? That's it. Very good choice. Uh, you know, Gunner. Okay. Go ahead, Chief. No, I was saying uh no, I was just saying that uh you know, uh that was a, that was a, it was a decent movie. I mean like yeah, it was a decent movie, but I see where you're coming from on that. And let me tell you, man, it's hard as hell to make friends with a plastic bag. But I it did really it. is. So I mean, then that, that I can appreciate. You have to appreciate the beauty of that bag, especially its movements. All right, this is my turn. I'm going to go with a somewhat controversial one because everyone that I know seems to love that film. But I'm definitely going to go with Bridesmaids. It is a signature Judd Apatow kind of production where it's we're looking at the wreck of a person, Annie, who is a really terrible friend who makes her friend's wedding all about her and this new rivalry that she's decided to create with the other bridesmaid and 
everyone kind of refers to this as the gold standard of modern female comedy. And I've just, you know, outside of Melissa McCarthy, who's, who's really, really great. And, and she really had her breakout performance with that. I've never felt the need to watch it again. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay. That was cool. To me, that was the film that got all the hype that girls trip should have gotten from a mainstream audience because girls trip is, is so much better. And it has that dynamic of friends coming together, some hard feelings and just good times and making you think, Hey, this is what it's like hanging with your girls or your crew, whatever. And it's just so much better. And after I watched girls trip, I was like, yeah, everybody was tripping on bridesmaids because this is so much better. So yeah, that one for me is definitely on my list and fellas, that's my take on it. What do y'all think about it? Oh, Jeff, you, you hit it because yeah, I, I agree. That was I, I guess, good. man, but bridesmaid had me, it still had me crying, man. Especially that, that bathroom scene at the, at the, at the, uh, at the, at the wedding dress girl's house at the wedding dress place. Yeah. Oh, you guys want Melissa McCarthy and old girl, you know, what's her name? Maya Melissa Rudolph. McCarthy has not been good or as good in anything since. Whoa. Okay. But you Do guys I... weren't really bored at the end of that like at the halfway point of that movie? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, 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 it started so funny. It started so good, you know. Old girl and um and 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 Maya Rudolph talking about penises and this and that. I'm like, oh, that's funny. From a girl's perspective, I can see how that's funny. Shit. I agree with Jeff on the whole girls' trip bridesmaid thing. When you think about it that way, because it was like back when they were like when the Hangover created that or recreated really that formula, right? So they were like, well, let's do a girls' one. I know we'll do the bridesmaid. You know I me. Mean? I can see how this this thinking came out of you know mm-hmm. in the theater or whatever and i'm like cool but it just didn't gel because it didn't gel you know, you know what, what i mean is, i don't know if it was his bridesmaids commits to being funny for half of the movie then they try to clean it up and have this real heartfelt emotional back end mm-hmm. first off with a uh, crystal dowd's character and then with the bridesmaids and annie getting right. back with all her friends hangovers like look we're just gonna these these dudes act like fools the entire film and that's why it's so funny and bridesmaids doesn't really deliver on that back end now girls trip did but then they still had their heartfelt thing yeah towards the I mean, middle it good, back but end. you have to it doesn't need to be a long a comedy. Comedy. That was like a there's comedy. a formula that yeah i mean there's a formula to do that and mm-hmm. and, and, and bridesmaids didn't quite get it you get what i mean right yeah. Right, right, right. You actually cared about the story and the women who were part of Girls Trip, whereas in Bridesmaids, I didn't give a damn if Annie ever got her life back together. I actually liked it her as a I still don't. <laughs> I still don't. I'm like, I hope your store is still closed. I hope you did not. You should have just gone on the internet like everybody else instead of doing this brick and mortar. Freaking idiot. I just didn't care because she was such a horrible person. Yeah, right? I didn't care at all. Did not care at all. She was a horrible friend to her good friend. I was just like, maybe bad things are happening to you because you're a horrible human being. You're just that bad of a person. How about Think that? About right. Yeah. How about how about karma sucks? Right. So that was my first one. Uh, let's see. So let's let's keep that round robin thing going. Uh, Gunner, you got another one? Oh, uh, sure. I didn't think of one. I thought we were only doing one. I'm so sorry. I didn't know we were doing uh, more than one. But I can totally think of one. Uh, overrated right. movie 
come back to me after the next first. All right, Javon. That's, I know you guys. Like Inception. Javon, Javon, Javon. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's hear it. Let, let's hear it. Yeah, I didn't care. After the first convoluted explanation for what was going on, didn't care. Cash my chips in the center of the table. I'm just here because I feel bad walking out after paying for this. Interesting. I didn't do anything for me. I don't care how many buildings you turn. I don't care how much of the cityscape you turn sideways. How many dreams within dreams are happening? Did not care. Interesting. Can somebody explain to me why that movie was so good? I'll give it a spin. Well, I mean, it it is on my list of of all time. So let me let me try to give it a whirl at. It. Go for, um, it. for I guess from several different levels, like the cast is very strong. There's no weak link. You know, I go in, I see the trailers, like oh, it's just all about Leonardo DiCaprio, but he is he's not the typical A-lister where he is dominating every scene. Tom Hardy really establishes himself himself as a new star. Ellen Page becomes relevant after Juno uh, in her X-Men role. Uh, Jay Gordon-Levitt establishes himself as an up-and-comer. Just the creative approach to the fight scenes. Um, We've seen it Equilibrium. Not necessarily from that perspective. And it was it has some really cool concepts that we hadn't seen before, like going traveling into dreams and making people do what you want them to do. And I like the overall theme of like the son trying to live up to his father's expectations and, and all that. And then the whole mystery of, hey, is this real too? And then the snow fight scene, which was that homage to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I just like the movie. There there were so many cool elements to it that I enjoyed. And I felt like it was on a ride that I've not really been on for a lot of movies before or since. Now, here's the thing. Inception kind of stole a lot of those elements from other movies. It really didn't do anything for me. I mean, you can film things cool. You can kind of put a new spin or a new twist on you can get the cast right, but if you're not giving me something I haven't seen before, or at least putting it in a different package, I, it doesn't. It didn't do anything. It just really didn't do anything for me. The plot's not that innovative. It's just it's the Matrix with the little elements of like Dark City. It's, just, it's no emotion. There's nothing to this movie, in my opinion. There's nothing to it. Hey man, you know, I gotta think about it myself. You're okay. Right. I have to admit something to myself. I haven't seen it since uh, maybe twice, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe deep down, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't watch it again because it was so long. I get it, and I love the – I think it's just because I love the concept of that movie that I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know if I want to say it's overrated. But you know what I mean? I've only watched it once and then a half, right, when it was on TV, and I was like, oh, let me flip it. I own it. Like, but I still – you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm still kind mm-hmm. of like – I just want to have it in my collection because I like the concept of it, but I don't know. You're right, man. I mean, there was some elements where I'm like, okay, they're doing this like this. Okay, they're doing this like this. I just think it was like just a, a concept that is just so cool and interesting. I'm a very time travel type of dude, so dream travel, I was like, whoa, this is a cool theory. So right. I think my analytical side was like, yo, this is dope. Right, so. Oh, sorry, Jeff. Um, How many, um, how many are we doing? Two, three, three? 
I mean, I have more, but we can stop it too because I want to make sure everybody has. Oh, then I gotta go with the, the, the atom bomb. Okay, cool. Okay, go with your atom bomb version. All right. Oh no, uh, uh, Javon, are you done? I'm sorry. No, that was it. I mean, like I said, dazzling images and a kind of baffling plot that just goes in circles did, didn't do it for me. And people made such a big deal about it, like it's a smart movie. Not really. If you break it down, it's really not that smart. It's just everything you've seen with the twisted element that really doesn't explain itself. They just go in circles. The better the better watchful Inception is South Park's uh, uh, breakdown of Inception. Lost me right at that point. That's because you love Inception. If you watch South Park, you'll change your mind. Open yourself Man, to the watch logic. South Park, and it's actually hilarious. Yeah, that one was actually Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Jace, you got Those a second one? Those like a spinning top. <laughs> Jace, you got a second one? Yes, I do. Yes, uh, I do. You got okay. So, I... <laughs> it's like 90%. Back when I was a younger man, I, I was forced to go watch movies that I had no interest in seeing. And it usually dealt with the fairer sex, and you're like, really, why the hell am I watching this movie? One such movie was Traffic. Traffic. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you you saw, I mean, I I was actually kind of like, oh, man, they got a great cast in this thing, man. Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, man, dang, this is going to be a good movie. Oh man, it's gonna have like some little drug dealing elements. Oh man, it's gonna be something real. That was another one of those movies. By the time I'm like, oh, the little privileged white girl overdoses. Oh, her life was so hard. I'm like, I'm sure. I mean, maybe that was a lack of empathy on my part. Maybe that's what just took me out of that movie because I'm in college. I gotta worry about my my scholarship. How I'm paying my bills. I really don't have any empathy for somebody having too much privilege. Maybe that was just me that day. But and Catherine, I mean, there were so many elements. It's just like, oh, I got a Catherine Zeta's got a, you know, drinking during her pregnancy. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, what else is stupid about that movie? Uh, yeah, her trying to smuggle drugs. That was that was awesome. I mean, that was. I looked at IMDb. I think they has like a seven point five rating. I'm like. That must have been 7.5 after the first viewing, but I doubt you really want to sit down and watch that movie again. So that's my second one. Good choice. Chief, you got a, You have another one? Uh, I'm probably going to get on y'all bad side again, man. Um, <laughs> I, everybody really didn't like Iron Man 3, right? <laughs> You're about to be on my better side. I'm correct. I, no. Well, what I'm saying is, I didn't Love really it. enjoy Iron Man 2 that much. It was garbage. What? It was garbage. Um, uh, it, it, it wasn't to me. Like, I've never watched Iron Man 2 again. I've watched Iron Man, the first Iron Man again. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've never watched the other Thors again, except for the last Thor. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I thought Iron Man Two was was seriously overrated. People came back raving about it, but I, I watched it. I was like, eh, eh. you know. Um, 
I thought uh, what's that dude? Nine and a half weeks, dude. I thought he Mick, his Mickey character Rourke was kind of Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the yeah, energy, I thought, whips. That, I thought that character was. Yeah, Ugh. I didn't like that character. But they shorted. Yeah, they um, shorted Whiplash, man. Although I don't totally agree with you. I completely understand that's why he did not like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I figured that somebody was going to be like, nah, you crazy, but... It, no, 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 no. I don't agree. I just understand. There's a difference. Like, I don't like. I don't think you're crazy. There are reasons not to like this movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I'm like, eh. I liked it because I'm an Iron Man fan. I'm, I'm, I'm biased completely. Yeah. I mean, I like Iron Man. I mean, I think every Avengers, was, he was good. I think the first Iron Man was... It's phenomenal, like phenomenal movie. Um, I completely, um, you know, like I didn't, you know, not like the Thor movies, but it just wasn't. It wasn't to me what everybody was saying it was. That's 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 the gist of it. All right, I got you. There are a lot of people that actually don't like that. They they rank Iron Man three above that in several lists of the Marvel films that I've seen. So you're not alone. Uh, Gunner, you ready for your atomic bomb? Yeah, it's like a tie though. Okay. I can go in on two of them. We'll go in on one, and then uh, I'll go. An honorable I'll go mention the other yeah. one or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The atom bomb that everybody seemed to have loved, or at least admired, understood. I'm pretty sure most people in this group will agree. Gone with the wind. Oh, man. I mean, I've watched it. I dug it for a while, but then, like, when I was like, you know, got to watch it in like school or something, right? I'm sitting here and read it and watch. You know, as you, you know, you, you remember they, they used to like. Oh, you're reading the book. Well, let's let's put in the VHS too after we finish the book or whatever, right? We used to do in school. So I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, this, this, I, you know, okay, it's like the book. That's fine, but I just still never liked this character, the portrayal. The dude was pissed. Like the dude was cool. He was just like, yo, I'm like, why are you chasing this chick? This chick is a horrible human being. I just don't care about white folks in the south. Back in Civil War era, like that's I shouldn't care about white people in the South in Civil War era. I made 2018 black man. I know what happened down there. <laughs> like I'm like I don't really need to watch this movie ever again in life. So I guess like I just I never liked it since then. Everybody's like, yo, this is the greatest movie. The first black person won an Oscar. Da 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 da. Don't she won an Oscar for being a servant? That's fine, whatever. I mean, we all know that's an issue with that, but. Uh, I just didn't. I just, I'm just not that dude for this movie, man. I've watched it so many times. When the little girl fell off the horse, it looked so fake. So, I actually, we actually laughed. Like we laughed. We were like, "What the hell?" Like I was just like, "Yo!" Like I'm just like, it's supposed to be sad, but it wasn't. It was just like, I, I'm good. I'm good I've on never seen it. So. There you go. Don't read the book. Book is better. Get your own imagination. Honorable mention. I just don't understand why everybody loved this movie. I've watched it so many times. I dug it. I watched the most recent continuation. Can't call it a remake. 
continuation, and I, I think I actually like the ending better. Blade Runner. <laughs> it's the hype, man. I mean, I get it. It's artsy. It's fucking great. It's spacey and artsy, and for its time, it was like, yo, we're going to try to be Star Wars, but not Star Wars, so let's go. Let's try to be Apocalypse Now. Let's try to be Apocalypse Now and Star Wars put together with, like, this Android fix thing, and I'm like, yeah. I know it was groundbreaking in some ways, man, but... I mean, Ain't gonna, I, I'm with you, like... Me have too. You ever, have you ever gone back and watched it again? Yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. Have. You know, yeah. I watched it before we watched the, the 2048 one, right? And I'm like... Uh-huh. 2048 was literally so along those lines, which I'm like, well, I mean, if, if Blade Runner fans were you know, we're watching this, I guess if I were a Blade Runner fan, this would be a great movie. Um, It wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't as hype as everybody. You know what I mean? That's one of them joints, like, if Netflix was out then, it'd be like a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff like mm-hmm. Jeff and Jace, remember we watched The Ritual? And we're just laughing at it in that joint. Like, you wouldn't <laughs> watch that in the theater. That's like The Ritual being an Academy Acclaimed movie of all time. Then they make I another know, one later. I, I did like The Ritual. The ritual is great, but come on, like, you know, on the scale of everybody's talking about Blade Runner, like, come on, man. So I just, I've always, everybody's like, yo, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, Blade Runner and Mad Max, Blade Runner and Terminator. I'm like, nah, <laughs> they're not on the same level to me, man. I'm like, I just, I just, I get it. It was just so, like, I get it, but I mean, I don't totally get it and what they were trying to do. It's just long. <laughs> it's long and overrated. That's it. All right. That's not a bad one. Oh, I got uh, I stuck two in there. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I know. You always go rogue. Uh, my next one follows up on you a little bit. Jurassic World. I, you know, when this one was was slowly climbing up the charts and eventually overtaking Avengers, I was shocked because it was like it's the same movie as the other one, and the people are dumber again. They've had three incidents where dinosaurs have been brought back to life and people are dying. Like, what is, I mean, I just never understood the concept of this. After the first one, hey, dinos, making dinosaurs is a bad idea. I agree. Hey, maybe we should do it. That sounds like a good idea. Let's make dinosaurs again. Two more times? Okay. But the third time? I mean, I didn't even see this last one because I'm like, I can't with the dinosaurs. Why? Why are we doing this deal? I mean, again, I mean, it never ends well. That's the whole problem. It's not like, hey, that one time we made dinosaurs and it worked out. Didn't it really work? Yeah. No. It never works. And they keep doing it. Is it me or do they always got to be like, oh, since, you know, nobody remembers studying dinosaurs a hundred times and like freaking from first grade to like eighth grade. We're gonna tell you about some of these oh dinosaurs and some of them are Every single one. I'm talking from Every one. Movie. I'm talking about in the nineties. One, two, three, and then one, two here. I'm sure two. I didn't see two. I didn't see one. I was just like oh, the new ones. I was just like, whatever. I, they're all gonna educate they people. Do this. Right. It's like, come on, man. Just <laughs> make a documentary and right. call it a freaking day. Introduce the Bogliosaurus and this one, yeah. some newfound dinosaur that we never knew existed. It's not going to happen. Right. So now they got to throw it in there and CGI what they think it should have looked like back then. They probably got it wrong anyway. And then I'm sitting there like, why don't you just make a documentary? Like, you know, Earth, 
you know, we got we got our Earth, whatever. Remember the documentaries, the Earth documentaries? Yep, those are awesome, right? They should awesome. just do pre-Earth or something like pre-meteor Earth. Just make a documentary and put it on IMAX 3D, and people will still go see it. They won't have to have a stupid plot. Chris Pratt can, can focus on Guardians 3 and move on. Chris Pratt is the dinosaur and, whisperer. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm like, really? I can talk. I need another role, dog. No, no, you can't. I, I can't knock him on the act, yo. I can't knock him. I'm like, he, yo. I, no. I need another role out of sight. No, can't knock normal him. stuff. No, it's not him. It's just who wrote this. I can talk to him. No, you can't. Exactly. It's a dinosaur. That, that goes against the entire point of your movies, where the dinosaurs are eating people. <laughs> I mean, this Joker doesn't even have a nick on his fingers because they tried to take a snap at him. He's that good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really can't with the Jurassic World films or Jurassic Park films because after the first one, it's like, why? So that is definitely... Why is Jeff Goldblum in, the, in, in this next one? Like, I don't... Or the one that just... Whatever. The yeah. second one. And then why Gunner, is he in that one? I have an honorable mention, too. But I feel like it would be on my list. Um, so I, I watched this movie one time and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Then... Uh, about three weeks later, I saw it again, and it was the longest three hours of my life. I'm talking about Avatar. The first time, yeah, I I'll, I'll save that one. Oh my <laughs> goodness! It was like this is so great. I mean, the first 3D time. is awesome. I want every movie in 3D from now on. And then I watched it again, and I was. I've, I don't think I've had an experience like that where I was so hyped from watching the movie the first time, and then the second time I completely felt like, wow, what was I, What movie was I watching? I was like, man, this is really boring, and why are they coming here? And why are we trying to make Sam Worthington a movie star? Oh, look at that. So the whole thing, I was just like, that second time, that movie did not end. It just felt like it was six hours. And when that one, you know, I'm always kind of like, why is why is everybody tripping? And I got to this one. Avatar was the big attraction, was seen 3D done well. But man, the fact that the Cameron's working on Avatar sequels concerns White me. Savior too. I mean, it's just a blue savior. I, I I have real concerns with with the sequel to that film because I. You know, 3D is kind of pretty much done in terms of being a draw for people to go to theaters. And, you know, MoviePass makes you bring your own glasses. But I'm I'm just ah! like, Oh, they're going out of business so bad. Thank you. But it's just weird. And I, I you know, I, I never have a desire to watch Avatar again. And I'm, I made Jurassic uh, Park or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that sequels. Because, yeah, I'm good. So th- that's my list. For now, we may revisit this later, but that, I want to hit that up. Right. Avatar. Yeah, man. Avatar, that, right Avatar. Up on somebody's list. It needs yeah. to make the list. All right, fellas, we're, we're we're winding down on our time here. Do we have any nominees for dummies of the week? Um, no, nobody's coming to mind right now. So it's like somebody got somebody. Go. Yeah, Gunner. Jump right in. Yeah. Bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was. I watched this show, Succession. Right, Succession. Right, uh-huh. the HBO new joint. They had about ten episodes. It was it was kind of cool, man. It's about a, a family, you know, rich family. You know, the dad is like a, a big media mogul, right? He's like you know, Rupert Murdoch, right, or something like that, right? His whole family, the, the the oldest son or the second oldest son, 
oldest son by the second marriage, but the oldest son, second oldest son, he uh trying to take over for him. He's got all these issues and all this stuff. Trying to take over the company, fail. Father's father had a heart attack, recovers, still trying to do some inner rounds, still didn't do it. Finally decided to do a if you're familiar with business terms, a bear hug and with all the investors or whatever and failed. Then the Bama gets into a car you know, gets high again because things are too much pressure on him, so he gets high at the wedding and all this stuff at, at his sister's wedding, and like drives with the help and kills the kid. Or the kid, you know, the you know basically drove the car off a bridge, kills the kid, he recovers, and his dad finds out because someone found him, and then he couldn't do the bear hug. They just broke out another deal. He's crying on his dad's shoulders, like I'm so sorry. I'm sitting here like I just watched ten episodes of you trying to take over this whole joint. And I'm rooting for your ass. And uh, it ends up with you crying on his shoulder after you kill some Bama and getting high. All you had to do was not get high. <laughs> you had one thing to do. You couldn't do it. Yeah, one thing to do. After all this, I'm thinking like, okay, he's about to. He's grown into a man. He's like, man, I'm like, yo, yeah, you, your dad was right. You spoiled. Daddy won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's the dummy of the week. Nice. I'm going retro for my dummy of the week. I'm catching back up on Fear the Walking Dead because it's starting on Sunday. And I watched the kickoff episode of season four. It was pretty good. So I decided to watch episode two. Madison and Nick uh, drive me crazy because it seems like every episode they do something that completely, completely puts everybody else around them at super risk because they decide they need to go be the hero. Uh, In this last episode, Nick, is struggling through some PTSD and he is desperately trying to overcome it. And Madison, Alicia, Strand, and Lucy have gone off to go find this little girl's parents. And they're a little bit late in their check-in, so Nick decides, I'm going to go rescue them. And the guy in charge of their base, which is now a baseball stadium, which is pretty cool for setting for a show like this, the, the leader goes, nah, let's, let's wait until we hear this warning sign again nick goes bump that so he goes and takes the car or one of the cars and no sooner has he gotten past the gate he starts freaking out and he's so paranoid and hearing and seeing so many things that he crashes the car and then a guy on the outpost has to shoot the zombies or walkers to bail him out and i'm just like this is so typical nick and of course, then some other people have to go risk themselves to go drag the car back into the gate. And I'm like, this is this is so you, Nick. Every always getting somebody else in trouble. So I know a few things, and I'm looking forward to those things based off of what I've heard. Because yeah, Nick always will be a dummy of the week along with his mama Madison. So that's it for me, fellas. You got anything else to say before we wind this bad boy down all the way? Um. One thing, big up to the good people of uh, the Broner Brothers annual hair show. I think I shared some of those pictures with you guys. Um, always a treasure, always a treat to see the um, many, many stylings of the good folks, you know, in, in, in the South. Um, all I can say is, is keep doing God's work down here. I, I, I love the fact that everybody's free to be them. Hey, if you want to wear uh, uh, orange tracks that uh, nearly floor length, you go big or go home. If you want to uh, 
design the Skittles Cheeto into your your fade. It, it's all you. Um, yeah, if you want try level, huh? I mean, don't you? Don't you? Uh, <laughs> try level fades. Uh, oh man, I please. Oh, if you don't know, guys, if you're going bald like I am, if you're losing hair at a geometric rate, there is an option for you. There are male lace fronts, there are male glue-ons, there are male sew-ins. Um, if you are a gentleman who can't male go lace beard, fronts, come on. They're lace yes, fronts, beards, Jason. I've seen them. And they yeah, look real, no. yo. They look real. Yeah, really. You wouldn't be able to tell. Um, I watched the tutorial. I saw a close live on how you can actually grow your, I'm sorry, not grow, that's the wrong word. Yeah, how you can actually do your add-on beard or your filling beard. For just nine ninety five, you can purchase uh, some. Bla- it's a blacking agent. It's what did they call it? It's a follicle addition agent, where you can use the hair that you currently have as filler hair, so you can have an actual beard. It may look like shoe polish in the first five minutes, but magically, like chia pet, your it's like hair filament starts to form. Looks like mold, but you know these, these have somewhat of a beard. Until you sweat or um, I don't know, you get your face wet or something. But yeah, these are all things that I'm selling, man. Thank you, that. All right. Well, I don't think there's much anything else to say after that one. So, uh, big ups to all y'all with your lace fronts, fellas. Thanks for joining me as always. Y'all out there, thanks for listening. This episode allows movie files, as in files. <laughs>